Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello and welcome to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ not only turns any tablet into a dementia care day clock, it also allows your whole family to send messages, share photos, schedule reminders, and have two-way video calls easily from their phone. RecallQ, be a great caregiver from anywhere. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, our, our topic for today is one that we get a fair amount of questions from uh, our, our listeners on, and it is called end stage. Now, that mm-hmm. sounds so bad, and I guess, well, ultimately, it, it's us departing from this world. And people are wanting to know, is this different from regular? How do you deal with it? I mean, should we be intervening? There's so many questions about it. Yeah. So what we're talking about are actually two different things, which is interesting because what we have is the end of life, which all of us will experience. And then we have late state dementia, which only some people will experience. Now, Greg, I'm curious about what percent of people living with dementia do you think will actually get to the late state of dementia before they reach the end of their life? What percent? Like if you had to guess, what do you think? Well, I, I would probably guess somewhere around maybe 20%. Oh, see, you're, 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 that's inaccurate these days. It, at one point, it was about 20, 25%. Now it's about 50% of people will actually get to the end of dementia. And the end of dementia, dementia itself, what happens at the end of dementia will actually be the cause of their passing, of their demise, their, their exit from this world. So the other 50% will exit this world in another state, like they don't get all the way to the very end state of dementia because other things intervene. Um, And one reason that happens is we know that about 30, about, let me guess here, now hang on, let me get my percents right. About 75%, so three out of four people who get dementia also have other health conditions, chronic health conditions that impact their well-being. So um, diabetes, heart failure, um, circulatory problems, breathing problems, um, having had a heart attack or a stroke. Um, So Parkinson's disease, uh, MS. So people have other health conditions. It can be as simple as arthritis. Um, But what we're talking about is people are not 100% well and they get a brain condition in addition to the other things going on, and they're getting older, uh, you add all those together, and there are reasons other than dementia that people die in about half the cases. It's, it's a combination effect. So now, so my question is, do you want to talk about dying, or do you want to talk about the end state of dementia and the exit of why people then at the end would die? Well, we we have so many questions about this, so let's break it down into those two particular ones. Okay. Uh, yeah, uh, we we have time. We have a little time. Okay, so if people get to the very end of dementia, the reason that they will ultimately not be able to live is that suck, swallow, breathe, suck, swallow, breathe, suck, swallow, breathe. So when you suck in something, whether it's saliva or whether it's liquid or whether it's food. 
and then you swallow, you have to cover your airway, get it down into your esophagus and then open the airway back up. And that's actually a, a, a very complex sequence that is controlled by your fill in the blank. Oh, I, 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 was, I was just following along with the pattern here. I know. It's controlled by your brain. And so when dementia is affecting all parts of your brain, your brain forgets to. Exactly. Just like I did. Yeah. Just that blank. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not doing very well. And so one of the primary causes of end of life at the end of dementia is pneumonia. Mm. And it's an aspiration pneumonia. It, it comes because when I go to swallow something or I'm just breathing, I'm not doing a very effective job of separating breathing from swallowing and, and sucking and such. And so what ends up happening is I keep getting infections in my lungs because I can. And then another thing that happens toward the end of dementia is we have what's called an immune response. Your, your body has to mount resistance and do something about infections, inflammations. How do you stay healthy? And what happens at the end of dementia is I no longer have a very good immune response because the immune response is controlled by your... Oh, again, that would be by your brain, your body? Yeah, or... yeah, yeah. The, the core of your brain. And, and what's happening now is... You know, people for I'm about to say people forget <laughs> that when this condition starts, it, it it may start in the hippocampal memory area, but it spreads to the whole brain. So ultimately it affects the core of your brain and some dementia sooner than others. But what it means is you no longer have an immune response. So you can get put on an antibiotic and you can fix an infection, but then as soon as you get another introduction of a virus or a bacteria or anything, you're vulnerable because your body doesn't react in the way that it would have when you were more able. So the other thing people become is they get bacterial infections or viral infections. So the other reason you get pneumonia is you get a cold and you and I get a cold and we get over the cold. Um, you and I might get COVID and we can get over COVID, but what would happen is because I don't have a strong immune response, that pneumonia takes me away. I can't continue to live because I, I just can't fight it. And when we get to so many antibiotics, <clears throat> frankly, it just makes it my other systems get impacted because we're using antibiotics that are third or fourth generation and they're too hard on my gut, my system. And then we have other problems. Yeah. So you're just wiping everything out at that particular Wipe stage. everything out yeah. then. And I can't survive because I need, I need bacteria in me. That's what keeps us, you know, processing the, other reason, other main, there are a couple more main reasons, end of life issues. Um, the next one is that um, I could have a bacteria or an infection, uh, let's say on around my gum line. What do we call an infection at the gum line? What's that called? You, you, you know, you're familiar, you know, you would try to remove the plaque because you don't want to get ginger. Gingivitis. Oh. Gingivitis. Yeah. That thing they've always been telling us about. And so if I get in a simple inflammation or an infection at the gum line, um, what we're finding out is, number one, we know it's dangerous to cardiac status, but what we're also finding out is it can enter the bloodstream of someone who's near the end of dementia. And because they don't have an immune system, it becomes, the person actually literally becomes septic. Now- oh. Is this similar with UTIs, uh, urinary yes. tract infections? Good, cool. Yeah. So the same thing could happen with bacteria in the bladder. It could happen with bacteria on a wound. It could happen. So they become septic. Primarily, it gets into the bloodstream and they don't have a lot of symptoms. They don't get a high fever as well early on because 
their immune system isn't doing its job. And so, so sepsis is, is another one. And then the other primary one truly is my brain no longer recognizes I need fluid and fuel to survive. I, I'm just not hungry. I'm not thirsty. I, I'm not getting it because my brain is going, you know what? I've done as much as I can here. This is about the end of the line. And so it says, you know, no, I'm not thirsty. I'm not hungry. So what ends up happening is electrolytes get out of balance or my system starts shutting down. Now, the evidence that I'm moving there is something we, we often see, but we don't always recognize is uh, sarcopenia, the muscle wasting that we'll see in the large muscle groups in the thigh and on the, in the upper arm and on the trunk. Um, because basically my body is cleaning house. It's using all the protein stores it has. It empties everything out. I'm not really, you know, you're trying to get me to do things. I'm not really interested in eating. Uh, I'm spending more time away. So the other thing is I have, you know, I, I, I am malnourished. I, I quit eating. I quit drinking. So I, I die from dehydration and malnutrition, but I'm not it's really important to recognize I'm not dying of hunger and thirst. I am dying and therefore I am not eating and I'm not drinking. And so from the living perspective, I'm dehydrated and I'm malnourished. But the fact is my system is shutting down. And even if you put it in, I don't know how to process it. So it, it gets really problematic. So that sort of jumped, yeah, that jumped ahead to my next question because so yeah. many families want to intervene. Can't yeah. you do something for her? Can't you fix her? Can't you? Can't we give her antibiotics? Can't we do this? Shouldn't, you know, can't we give her, can we IV fluids? Could we give her, you know, can we put a feeding tube in? It's like, well, given what I've just said, does that really make a lot of sense? Or is it even kind and comfortable to do those things? And the answer is, well, actually, probably not because. Dying is a process in the way I got there was through a system we didn't really like, which was my dementia. But when I get to the end of this, I'm, I'm simply to the end of living. And, and how do we gracefully and graciously help me make this transition? And how do we prepare ourselves for the transition? Well, I'm, Keep it. Yeah, Keep I'm it. curious. It, it. Yeah, let's go ahead, Greg. Yeah, it's a very complex subject. Um, over the years, have you done videos on this that people can look up or um, if somebody wants more information on this, because it's a personal journey. Uh, is there somebody we can talk to and get some more information, get some help, some guidance? Yeah, I mean, because there's both the this what what ultimately results in someone's death at the end of dementia, but also, you know, how do you know you're getting close there and what are some changes you might want to consider making so that you're in the right place at the right time doing the right thing for that person. We've done videos on late state care. We've done videos on the end of life. And we do understand that there's two different things going on here. One is how do you make advanced sort of thinking decisions? So when you get to that place, you're not, you know, shocked that you're being asked about these things and you make better choices based on you and that person and what they've always said was important to them and where they are. But also, how do you continue to provide caring care? How do you provide comfort care? What does comfort care look like in late state? How do you modify how you do things to support the body that is being changed by dementia, just like the brain is changing other things? It's changing how muscles work and how bodies move and can't move and eyes and hands and 
So there's a lot going on that I don't think we prepare people for. And yet we should, because it is pretty dramatic if you've never been around it. And if you have been in, in that situation, you start to recognize what is happening and, and, and you want to support people because it's important that everybody gets support. So no one makes choices because once you're there, you don't, there's not a lot of do over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if somebody wants more information, where can we get that? Well, we have info at tipasnow.com. We have free consults. So you have consult at tipasnow.com. And you also have an 800 number in our website and our resources, as well as our products and services. So we, we try to provide quite a variety because there are a whole bunch of different people out there who may have different needs. Tipa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg. You've been listening to the Positive Approach to Care Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by RecallQ, the perfect solution for remote caregiving. RecallQ, be a great caregiver from anywhere.